What's up out there, podcast world? You are now listening to Patina Co. Presents Stay With Me, and I'm your host, Dennis. And we are officially 10 days out from Dino's Get Down. I'll be there. I hope to see some of you guys out there. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking a little pinstriping with Knucklehead Custom Mart. So let's just hop right into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... We're today with Dan, a.k.a. Knucklehead, and he's a, a very good pinstriper that I've seen in action, actually. And we're going to have him on. He's going to tell us a little bit about painting and his style and uh, how he came about being a pinstriper. So how are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Enjoying this beautiful weather we got in Missouri. Yeah, man, it is nice. <laughs> I appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on and, and taking your time to do this today. Hey, no problem, no problem at all. I love doing this kind of stuff and talking with uh, with other gearheads and you know car guys and things like that. So yeah, yeah, man. So you tell. I want to know about because we talked a little bit earlier before we start recording the podcast for about you got a story for us about your wife. But how did you get <laughs> into the pinstriping period? Like, how did that all come about? So, um, uh, me and my brother, we grew up real close, and we were both into art. Um, and then he's, he's, he's four years older than me. So when he started driving, that ultimately got me into cars and, uh, our styles kind of developed into that direction. So he started learning about airbrushing and custom paint and pinstriping and all that stuff. So he basically, he exposed me to it and, uh, he said, Hey, try this, you know, try this pinstriping thing. And I'd always, you know, like I said, I always been an artist my entire life. So I tried the pinstriping. And initially I, I just, it got, it, it was hard to pick up. It was hard to do. And, um, so I kind of let it go for a little bit and I got back into it and I just started practicing and trying it on everything, uh, glass, metal, whatever I could, you know, do on it. And, uh, it just kind of developed from there. Wow. So you can actually paint on glass and various types of metals and it just holds up. So what kind of what's your paint like what's your paint preference so um with the basic pinstriping paint uh is one shot it's an oil enamel base paint sign painters paint uh, i've actually moved into alpha six uh it's also an oil enamel they're actually based out of detroit um the guy that started the company actually ran uh i think it was part of the detroit brothers um and he's a painter, you know, pinstriper, sign painter, all that stuff. So everything he develops, it's uh, it's driven by, you know, are driven for us artists. You know, it makes our jobs easier, makes things a lot more convenient. You know, there's like he took the idea of the rattle from spray paint cans and dropped them in his paint bottles. And so that way that really stirs up that paint because there's some times where you pour it out and it's thin or thick or whatever the case is. But when you shake it up and you can stir it up, you get your best product that way. So I, that's why I've started to switch over to them. Cool. And that is good. And see, that's the thing. Like most of the innovations in the automotive come from people that were doing things. So like that's basically how, you know, rat riding got started. People would take uh-huh. a various part from a different vehicle and put it on a different make, but to make it work and then, now as things have evolved you see that there was like now uh, a 
easy example is the Chrysler screw in ball joints. You know, now they're in all the tubular A-arms when before it was press in ball joints or you had to cut the rivets off of the A-arm, get the old ball joint out and then put the screws back in. Now you got the screw in, you know? Right. So yeah, that's pretty cool that somebody that was a painter and in that field came up with their own paint company and now they have an insight on what makes things easier what works better and so the brushes tell me about the brush how many different brushes do you use? so so uh, how, how i've got it probably i would say i'd say in the ballpark of probably 50 different brushes i use i mean there's there's some multiples in there with like my pinstripe brushes because it's easier for me to just have two of the same size or three of the same size so when i switch colors on a job I don't have to completely wash out the one brush. I can just switch to a new one. It's already clean and, uh, you know, lay down second color or third color or whatever I'm working on. So, uh, there's tons of different pinstriping brushes. I, you know, I, my, the one I use is called a Vondego brush. Uh, there's the Mac brushes, which I recommend for anybody who's kind of starting off in it. Um, and then there's just everybody's got their preference on what they like. It's what they've, it's whatever they've either been taught by their uh, teacher or what they've just been exposed to. You know, there's no real right or wrong. Even though I know everybody says, "Oh, this one's this one's the best," and this one's the best, and that you know that one sucks or whatever. It's just it's whatever you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah, and that's usually yeah. the case with everything. Like whatever works for you is the best for you. Right, yeah, right. And that's and that's a good point you make. You know, it, it all depends on how you were taught and what you learned. And I think it's interesting, though, because I see, like, I've seen you doing it at the shows. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're just breezing through it, you know, and then I see you, you know, drop the brush, grab another one, and he's like a finer tip or whatnot, and you're just laying it out there, man. And it's just right. it's pretty amazing to see. It's like, well, you see it come to life is what it is. Yeah. And that's, and that's another thing you learn with, you know, developing the skill. And like I said, being an artist throughout my whole life, I've always tried to look at things a little differently and, uh, you know, see what would work with it. So as you develop the skill of pinstriping and sign painting and everything else, you learn your brush and what it does and what the effect it gives. And that's, you just kind of learn that. And when you apply it, you create a whole different element to the piece yeah yeah it totally transforms the look of any vehicle no matter if it's patina rod or just straight car it's a hot rod when you got the pinstripe like most commonly you see it on the brow of over the headlight you know right mm -hmm. there and then you'll see some by the the door handle you know but just that right up there on top of the front fender over the headlights you know that just transforms the look of the car and then you see it on the nose of the hood of the car you know and right it just gives it that 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 look of that nostalgic custom you know just a little mm -hmm. something you know that's it's pretty neat to see and it's uh, so what's the biggest project that you've done like uh have you done what's the like i don't know like a wall have you done any wall paintings or what's the biggest project you've taken on so I would say the biggest one was probably, uh, I just did a, it was my first big, um, wall sign painting I did for my buddy, uh, Schaefer Automotive. He, uh, he runs a shop out of Belleville and, uh, it was, uh, so it was probably, I want to say maybe 20 feet wide by maybe, you know, five, six feet tall, uh, right around that range through the whole thing. And it's, 
so part of it's hand painted, some of it's graffiti. Uh, some, I actually did some of the, I did some spray paint pinstripe designs around it. Um, so, you know, and that's like, that. like I said, you learn when you learn the, the skills and everything, you learn how to apply them in different mediums and, you know, gives you different, different looks. All right. So you did almost like a, like a mural then. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I, I lettered, I put his name up, uh, you know, on the name of the business up. And you know, like I said, I just kind of added some effects around it. So. Cool. Cool. That's yeah. cool. So now you, uh, you travel, I know that you travel. So where's the, where's the furthest place that you, that you've reached out to? So when you ask that, do you mean, uh, furthest place I've pinstriped?
what is that thing? It's like a big custom show where there's, they've got custom choppers, you know, hot rods, uh, all that stuff. So that it's actually a pretty good culture over there for them. Cool, cool. Yeah, I yeah. know it's, uh, there's a couple guys uh, I deal with over Instagram that are from Germany and they have, uh, mm-hmm. it's just weird to think because when you think of Germany, you know, you don't think of the old school cars and stuff like that, but they got like a whole C10 culture thing going over there and then they got the other mm-hmm. vehicles as well. But yeah, right. it's, it's, you don't think about outside of your realm, you don't think about what other people might be doing. But uh, yeah, across the world, right. it's like old school cars. I know uh, even in, you know, Asia, they, you know, oh yeah a lot of the the round body uh, 47 to 54 chevy trucks are over there and uh i think the coolest ones over there though are the ones that were over there with the with the right hand drive in them you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's cool oh yeah yeah that is I, I was talking to my dad about that i was like man we should do a right hand drive because if you look at the front of the truck i mean when you open the hood you look at the firewall that hump there's a hump over there for a steering column and that is for that reason for the right-hand drive so it's kind of bossed in but it's not cut out obviously but it's there and that's why that hump is there right there in the same general area where the steering column would go and i told dad i said man we gotta we gotta build one of those and (laughs) the problem would be getting a dash so i guess if you couldn't get a right-hand drive that you just fabricate your own well use what you had but then right do it but yeah i think it's pretty cool to see that over there so you've been over there and pinstriping and so this is where you say it leads into the story about how you met your wife so yeah go so uh so when i you know instagram was big it started getting big 2012 or yeah 2012 Mm -hmm. 2013 so uh you know me i i was on there you know started my business started pushing everything with my pinstriping and my paintwork and uh, you know, I've gotten exposed to more of the culture and different artists and that kind of thing. So, uh, I started following this, this pinup model and she was Instagram friends with basically my mentor. So I started following her. So my wife, she started following her. We made some passing comments and, uh, you know, we started to chat and talk up and we were both actually at the mo at that time, we were both going through a divorce. So it was, it was nice to have kind of a, um, uh, a, somebody to talk to, somebody you relate with, you know, rely on, talk to about just different things and how you felt. And, uh, we just kind of hit it off from there. And she, she, she was living in Finland, you know, so there we actually had a eight hour time difference, mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking so you know like i would be going to work she'd be coming off work uh she'd be going to bed as i was getting off work she'd be getting up and i'd still be asleep so we still had we had that to deal with but uh yeah we got to know each other and you know she was into tattoos and cars and that whole thing over there um obviously when i when we got married and she moved over here and i started going to a lot more shows and get more into it she got more exposed to it fell more in love with it so that was that was always nice to to have that support there right right yeah that's cool man this so does she yeah. pinstripe as well or is she she's <laughs> she's tried it uh she tried it for a little while she just got frustrated with it right. um you know it's 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 definitely one of those things it's like i tell everybody anybody can get into the pinstriping it's sticking with it and developing the skills and the discipline to just continue on with it and uh that's that's the hard part but you know getting into it everybody could get into it it's a, it's fun 
you know, it's fun to do, even if you're not serious trying to do it for making money purposes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's pretty cool. Like it's it is, and um, it's like it's almost like magic when you see someone like that that's on your skill level when they're painting and the paint's just flowing out and the design's coming out you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's just making the shape and it's pretty cool i, I follow um uh gnarly magazine and they featured all the time they just showing different people pinstriping different things and the way they just they're laying it out you know what i mean and right it's just like man that's bad and they're doing their freehand you know and it's just oh cool. yeah it's just i like how you guys can get the stripes and then there might be like 10 different colors but then all the stripes are lined up and it's almost all symmetrical and it looks like it was done <laughs> off of a stencil you know that takes some concentration right. that's like skill i mean i know i realize it i'm like that's, oh yeah that's yeah skill right there yeah there's and that's and that's what everybody's like i don't know how do you get it symmetrical it's i just tell them it's practice man you gotta you kind of have to get that that eye you know to yeah. see okay you know i may be looking at the car I may be looking at the car at a right angle, leaning over, but when I step back and I look at the pinstripes, I want them to be able to be level or, you know, flow with certain things. Heck yeah, man! Because there's some cars that are that are finished rides that could be anywhere from the thirty to sixty thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars range, and they want you to paint on it. So mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> shit, you better have yeah. shit straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, um, that's what that's the one thing I I try to tell people whenever I'm, you know, like if I'm speaking to a client or if I'm working with somebody is it's like, yeah, I believe you can pinstripe any car on the road. The thing is, is knowing where to pinstripe it at on the car, how to make the design work with the car, but not overpower or take away from its features and lines and the styling of it. You know, that's, that's the one thing that I really harp on when I talk to people about it is like, I, yeah, I could pinstripe the whole hood of a, you know, 55 Chevy Bel Air, but if it's, you know, if it's a sleek blacked out, you know, sitting two inches from the ground car, I'm not going to put uh, pink and, you know, green pinstripes all over it. I would do, you know, some small, subtle, maybe charcoal colors, maybe some red, you know, just subtle touches to right. it to just add, you know, to add to it, not take away from it. Right. So then like that type of vehicle, you add more of an elegance to it versus right. like, wow, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, I got you, man. And that's, that's so nah. what's that? That brings me to this question. What's the most expensive car you think that you've had the pinstripe on? So, Car. Um, well, when I say car, I mean vehicle. So, uh, so I've done I've done big wreckers. I've done those big wreckers. You know that oh, tow semis and all those kinds of yeah. things. Um, you know those suckers are a couple hundred grand or yep. more, depending on what they got on them. Um, I'd say probably the most expensive car I've painted on. Uh, it was a it was a '64 Lincoln, if I remember correctly, and. Uh, the guy was asking, he was actually talking about selling it, but he was asking a hundred, what was it? 150,000 for it. Ooh. Yeah. So, oh yeah, dude, it was slammed cherry red color, you know, custom interior. The thing was beautiful from front to back and, uh, had an LS, I think it was an LS six in it. And, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, that thing was immaculate. It was, and it was actually at the, uh, 
it was at the Grand National Roaster Show earlier this year. I went out to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, man. So now when yeah. you go to these places, are you recognized? Like people know you? Like. Uh, mostly, I'm I'm starting to get out there more. Uh, you know, I'm starting to get you know, and that's why I travel so much is to try to build my brand and. Yeah. That, but it also. You know, I can only pinstripe so many cars in St. Louis you know, unless everybody starts, you know, buying new cars and bringing them in from out of town. So to stay successful and fresh and, you know, that kind of thing, I start to branch out, meet new people, meet new groups, you know, new cars, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, there's some places where I'll go and they're like, Hey, it's knucklehead. And, or, you know, I, I know that logo, I've seen a sticker or whatever the case is. So it's, it's getting a little bit better or a little bit more recognized out there. That's cool, man. And that's the best thing man. you're trying to do that. So now is this the painting? Is this your, your, your full-time job or do you have a job beside that? Actually, um, I have decided to take the step into full-time painting. Um, I, I, I actually put my, my notice in at work, my letter of resignation. So my last day for my day job will be August 14th. And then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give the painting thing a full, you know, my full attention. Cause as of right now, I've only been doing it kind of half throttle, I guess you could say. Right. And, uh, so I'm I'm interested to see when I have when it has 100 percent of my attention, how you know how much I can push it and how how hard I can push myself as well. Right. Well, hey man, that's good stuff, man. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Heck yeah, man. Oh, I'm rooting for you, man. Because for one, you you're from the hometown, man. Just, you know, <laughs> you know, right. And it's like that's just awesome, and you to take that plunge. And I do. I wish you all the luck. I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's cool. I hope that it takes off, but I think it will because, like I said, I've seen you in person for the past three years. I've seen you up here at the Rustoberfest, uh-huh. and you were laying that shit out, and people were waiting, you know, to get their stuff. Oh yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's cool. And if you can travel and do that, and that's the cool thing about what you're doing, you know, your supplies don't take up much space. You know, I mean you got a case i'm sure for packing right. all the paint and then you're there man yeah 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 and what's nice is i've i've developed my tools and everything to fit my lifestyle so like we discussed earlier with that alpha six company i've i've convenienced myself to make it a little more uh smoother process or be able to just hey i'll show up anywhere anytime i've got everything i need with me and it's like, bam, I'm here. Let's do this kind of thing. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to, we will, I'll have to do a projected time because, okay, like I said, I wanted you to do some stuff on mine, but I could like get the doors and stuff painted now before you end up getting to where you can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's Everybody keeps making that joke. So I'm like, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Here's hoping I get so swamped and right. uh, successful with it. You know, I don't have to worry about things for a while. Yeah, I hope so, man. I definitely, yeah. but you definitely got a, a job uh, for lined up here and it, it doesn't matter if I got to bring it to you or if you come out here or, you know, I'll pay for your travel out here, whatnot. It's not a big deal because that's just what you do. You know what I mean? You're, you're, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and sure. that's and that like that's another one of those things where I just make myself convenient for some people and just say, hey, you know, this is I can travel to you. You can bring it to me. I said it's a little more for me to come to you, but some guys like I did. Uh, it was a 1929 Essex. It was uh, 
So I don't know, it, it was up in Quincy, Illinois, so it's about three hours from here. So mm-hmm. I told the guy, I said, you know, it's this price or it's $100 more for me to drive up there. He goes, he goes, I can't even, he goes, the gas alone for me to trailer it down to you. He goes, just, he goes, just come to me. I'll pay for it. And I get that. I get that quite a bit. I get people that are like, hey, could you come out to Kentucky and strike this for me? And I'm like, yeah. I said, but it's going to be x amount and they're like yeah i said they're like i'll cover it but i also offer i'm going hey if you could get four or five other people on board i'll come out for a weekend i'll stripe all weekend you know i'll take care of you on your job since you're basically giving me a spot to either work or giving me other leads so yeah i'm I'm real flexible with that stuff and try to make it real convenient for people that's cool man yeah you know and that's that's probably what happened because like here's the thing like if once it's all together and painted, you know, there's probably there's still other things that have to go. You got the motor transmission mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I would just pay you to come out and do it. It's all, I think I'm like, uh, I don't know, 30 miles from you. So, you know, oh, that, yeah, not that's like not it's bad at all. Take you all day to get here and go home. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done those. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I think, it, you know, it just depends on what state the, the vehicles, the trucks in when it gets to that time. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter either way. I just know this. Right. I just want you to 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 paint it up, man. Like oh, shop you got it, it. <laughs> right? That's my that's the whole thing, man. And I, I knew when I seen you up there, I was like, man, I gotta <laughs> gotta find out who this guy is. A few years ago, and then you know we started just recently, a little while back, we started following each other on Instagram. Now, one of the interesting things I seen you you were doing your experiment where you had to paint inside a can and you were spinning it like a pendulum yeah yeah so i've seen that technique on with some other artists and i wanted to try it with my pinstriping because i that's where i've started to kind of push myself as more uh like artwork for people's houses businesses whatever the case is because it gives me that I'm not limited to a little portion of a car or a little boat, you know, a little motorcycle tank, that kind of thing. I get these big, huge canvases and that's where I kind of, uh, go, you know, go crazy with colors and styles and designs and whatnot. Right. Yeah. That was pretty neat seeing that though. That's a different take on it. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you know, like how much paint to put in there or you just filled up the little canister or what? I filled up the canister just kind of, it was just kind of a guess. Um, and actually it, it might've poured a little more than I wanted out of it, but it's, it's, it's a learning, you know, thing. Yeah. And I, I like I, you know, everything I do, every, you know, every piece I paint, every pinstripe I do, I'm always trying to progress and get better and go, okay, I should have done this differently this time, or I should have done that different or, Hey, that worked out good. Let's keep that going kind of thing. So, yeah, it was just kind of like a trial and error thing. I'm definitely going to do another one. Um, I I, uh, I like the way it turned out. Maybe change a few things, but I think I I could definitely develop that that style into something crazy. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Now that Thank you. the board, how how wide? So it looked like about the width and the height of maybe a skateboard. But how wide and tall was that that you that little piece that you were doing? So that pendulum piece, that was actually, that's about a two by three canvas. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a pretty good size piece. Okay. Yeah. It just looks smaller yeah. on the, on the, the video, but, um, yeah. how long did it take to do 
that pinstriping. So, like, like we say, the basic, like what you see, the pinstriping on the nose of the the vehicle and over the fenders, over the headlights. How long does it take to do that kind of job? So, um, so I average, I'd say maybe, I'd say maybe an hour to two hours to do a whole car, two colors. Um, you know, I that's so my mentor, uh, his name's Scratch. He, that's we could come back to that or save mm-hmm. it for another time. But he always taught, or I always picked up from him that, you know, you got to be fast. You got to be quick. You got to be good. You know, people aren't going to stand around and watch you pinstripe for six hours on their car. And, you know, if you're at a car show and you're trying to make money, you've got to be quick at it. Right. So you can, you know, more, the more cars you do, the more money you make, the more successful and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I've, I've tried to develop myself into being, you know, very efficient in doing it but still striving for quality right. because I have seen, I've seen bad work out there. I've seen work that either, yeah, these are, these are little nitpicky things, but I've seen where the two points don't connect or yeah. whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, and I, and I definitely tell people, I'm like, yeah, I may be doing this quick and I try to be efficient and I try to give you quality. I said, but it is still hand done. So there is going to be little, um, I say discrepancies loosely right. in that in the style or in the design, mm-hmm. and uh, but you still gotta you still gotta know your steps and what to do and that kind of thing. So, well, I think that the, I mean, you're not a robot. You're not using a stencil, right? So the authenticity of it being hand done, it's it's going to be symmetrical, but it's not going to be point zero 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 one accuracy you know you're gonna mm-hmm. be have like you say small discrepancies but nothing to where you're like oh man he fucked my shit up you right know? <laughs> i mean right. But, you know so now have you been in this situation to where you've had to um somebody's asked you to touch up somebody's work or just completely take it off or go over it? like an old tattoo like freshen it up right. and kind of redesign it have you done that so i um I know we talked earlier about not bad mouth and somebody, so I'm trying to be very leery on this. Um, I have had to go and fix up a very well-known, uh, car fabricator, painter, whatever you want to call them. Um, it was out at a show in Indiana and, uh, I told the guy that owned the car, I said, Hey, I'll do this. But I said, if this pinstripe, cause I noticed several discrepancies with the pinstriping, uh, the biggest one and you'll now you'll start to look for this and everybody else who's listening on his pinstriping you could actually really feel it it was almost like braille mm-hmm. it was so it was like so rose up mm-hmm. so typically when you feel the pinstriping you'll feel it a little bit you, obviously whenever you run your finger across it on the car but it shouldn't be you know maybe a millimeter or you know you should be able to maybe catch your fingernail on it right. but nothing any more than that uh, but i told the owner of the car i said hey i said i'll do this i said i don't have a problem doing this i'll touch up things i'll fix it but i said if this comes off i am not liable for this at all uh then that's one of my golden rules is people they're like hey man could you take you know this pinstriping off or that off i'm like no i said i won't take anybody else's work off because now that makes me liable for right. the pain underneath or whatever the case is. Um, it just, it's like, I just kind of stay away from it. I said, I'll take my, if it's my own work, I know what I've used products wise. I know how I've prepped the surface, everything like that. 
so yeah i said i'll be more than comfortable taking my own stuff off if need be but i won't do anybody else's yeah i mean yeah. that's 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 the way to go man you're right and so yeah yeah man oh, well like i was telling you when it's time to do mine you'll have a, a clean slate of course it's going to be painted but then you do what you do i'm not picky like that it's like <laughs> i know you're not going to do something to where it's just completely out of whack you know and if you run across something then you're going to fix it you know what i mean it's not like right. I, mean, I understand what's going on and i'm not going to be standing over you like hey oh hey get up there oh, wait, no, turn. clean I'm, that line up you better fix that right no that's yeah. not the thing i want it to be how you want to do like i say i'm gonna have a i'm gonna just write down what i want and and then you just make it come to life i mean that's the easiest yeah. thing i think for the person on the other end to do you, you give them the and you say do what you want and then they all do right it. And that's what I'm, that's all I'm looking for, man. And the, the pickiness and all that. Nope. So we was talking earlier about uh, protecting and, and treating the pinstripe after you've done it. So your suggestions mm -hmm. on that, if you want to elaborate on that. So I've suggested a few things. Um, I found recently one, one of my good clients, he's, uh, he uses uh, Meguiar's ceramic detail spray wax or detail spray or whatever you want to call it. And he coats the pinstriping and the artwork I've done on his car with it. And it, it almost, gener it, like I said, it almost creates like a clear coat over the top of it and it'll help, help protect it. Um, and it's, it's best to do it. Uh, I've started to notice too. It's best to do it as soon as you can, uh, after the paint's been done. So like I usually recommend, so I, I'll say, yeah, wait about a day or two and then you can wipe it down with Windex or just some water or whatever the case is. And then once it's out a week later, go ahead and throw that detail spray on there or that, and then it'll just, it'll want to absorb that clear, that spray wax and hold up and protect it from all the future waxing or yeah. wiping downs you do in the future. Because even though you're using like a little terry cloth or like those soft cloths to wipe your car down or truck, um, it will break down that pinstripe over time if there's nothing protecting it because you're using a very fine, sandpaper so it's just it kind of creates like a wear on it over mm -hmm. time right yeah so well that's good to, that's for you know people some people might not know that that's good yeah. information and because that's the thing like you pay somebody to do that and you want it to be there for as long as it can possibly be and that's the thing so i like at the show when we're up here and you do that people i guess it's well because we stay out there for quite a while so it's dry but it's not cured totally correct right yeah, I usually I usually tell people it's probably takes about a day or two for it to con cure completely for the the thinner to evaporate out of the paint and right. whatnot uh, for the harder to set up that kind of thing too and I that's one of those things that if I do work underneath a clear coat and somebody's wanting to clear over it I put hardener in my paint because for one if you want to clear coat it in the future you don't have to worry about it but it also helps the durability of the paint right. over time so heck yeah man that's good stuff uh, man now yeah, i'm excited about it what <laughs> you get to so now you get to a car that's you know it's done whatnot and they've done wax it now do you have to so when you were saying prep the surface is that where you're doing removing the wax from that area so that you can paint yeah so i use uh i use like a um uh, denatured alcohol thin, uh, watered down that way it doesn't harm the paint but it still cuts off all the wax grease right. uh, road grime whatever the case is yeah. um, 
the best case scenario, and I, I know people are going to hate this, but if I could have a car run through like a car wash or just hand washed, um, nothing, no wax, no nothing on it, that's the best surface for me because then it's cleaned and it's ready for me to paint, and then you can wax over the paint and everything, and you're you're good to go. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. see, you're gonna be you're gonna be right at ease, man, because you're gonna come work <laughs> on some fresh paint. And that's, that's yeah. Like, you just have to do your, you know, spray your alcohol on there to get make sure there's no, no grit, and then do your thing, man. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. That's that's really cool. I'm excited to have you come out there and do that. And uh, I appreciate you talking your stories, man, letting people know about the pinstriping. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. It was a pleasure. I uh, I enjoyed doing this. Yeah. So you know, tell us about your, your mentor. So uh, so back earlier in my story, um, my brother was the one that kind of turned me on to pinstriping. And when I tell people, you know, the way I learned it is I was basically self-taught. Um, you know, I went to car shows all the time, looked at different cars that had pinstriping and magazines and everything. I just was looking at it just to try, trying to study everybody's technique. Well, there's one pinstriper I learned about, and he was actually on overhauling. Uh, his name's Scratch. He's he's currently based out of uh, L.A., California. Um, he's actually moving his shop now back. He's going to be moving down near Dallas, Texas. And uh, I just started following him. I started following his styles his techniques you know the colors he used uh you know if if he was in a magazine i'd make sure to have that magazine if he was on a video or whatever the case is i made sure i watched that a few times well it started i started you know social media started picking up so i started following him more and liking his stuff and you know commenting and everything like that well it actually developed into a friendship and uh about i'd say probably about four or five years ago we started to become friends and talking all the time and he would start to provide tips and tricks and just ideas and help me he'd help me look at things a little differently because uh one thing i always won't forget is i was pinstriping this thing and it was a black surface uh, but i used tan or i'm sorry i used ivory and like an orange well when you pinstripe, you always try to use that the darkest color of paint that you're going to use closest to the tone of the base of the car. So when I did it, I did the ivory and then I did the orange. And when you step back from it, you kind of it kind of created these breaks in the ivory because you couldn't see the orange really because it blended so close to the black so he starts he shows me those kinds of things and he showed me that one and i was like oh you know like that really is where the moment it was kind of like it clicked and i'm like oh okay so you know that's one of those things you gotta kind of like i said i'm always progressing and always trying to get better so yeah it was one of those things i completely i almost had to change my whole pinstriping technique is to make sure my values of my paint were closest to the base and made sure that it worked well with a yeah, see, yeah. that's something I wouldn't have, you know, because like I say, I, yeah. I don't know anything about it, and it's cool. I'm just learning, listening to it, and it, it makes sense. <laughs> it yeah. does. It's contrast, and uh, yeah, because you don't want it to, any of the work to, well, you want it to stand out, but you don't want it to stand out and overpower the other parts of the work. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So that was one of those things he showed me, and then, like I said, I've just always just followed him and like his his mantra and you know his take on things and whatnot. I, I 
he was actually on a uh, a DVD, and I know a lot of people have probably seen it. It's uh, it was like uh, Back from the Dead. It had Ian Roussel on it. Um, Scratch was actually pinstriping one of his cars, and then like he he had taped, painted, his, pinstriped his bus with these big, huge like he just laid down tape into a pinstripe design, and then shot paint over it. And then when you pulled the tape off, it created the negative pinstripe. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Right. But uh, almost like you know, a flame. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he did that, and like stuff he says, I'm just like, I'm kind of like taking mental notes and just applying that to how I how I practice, and I just rolled with it. So now we've you know we've done several shows together. We hung out together. We you know we talk all the time. Uh, you know we're pitching ideas. He we've we've traded artwork, um, all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's been neat you know starting from when i was getting into it to him being kind of like a uh, a rock star of my book to right. now we're best friends and that kind of thing so it's definitely cool so that's why i kind of call him my mentor because i didn't really have anybody to show me like you know like i didn't have an apprenticeship like right. some people do so that was that was the way i had to do it man yeah that's 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 it man that's the uh -huh. swan story <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true hey but it's working so, out for you man and you're doing good stuff and you're you're, you're gonna turn this into a full-time gig and that's that's awesome um, man so uh, yeah I'm, I'm happy to uh to know you and, and i can be like i know that dude yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah cause like I'm, i said everybody makes those jokes like hey i'm gonna get a painting done before you get famous or whatever the case is yeah, i'm like yeah. man people make these jokes and i'm hoping <laughs> right well hey man it, it, you're going about it the right way as far as that's what you gotta do you gotta get yourself out there and you gotta go and that's what you're doing you've already done the hard part as far as getting established and now you're taking just the, the step to complete make the full circle you know you're just gonna be full time mm -hmm. so you'll be able to just like you said set up meetings to where you got three four cars to do and boom you're there you made your money boom you're back home you know right yeah oh yeah, yeah. so now yeah do you plan on having a, a building or a shop or is it going to be just you know on site or do people bring it to you what how does that work for you? so um like so we just we bought a house a couple of years ago and actually part of the house and the way it's all set up is it actually makes it pretty perfect for me. So um, I've got a, I've got my garage, so I have people drop stuff off to me or they just, you know, they pull up and I can do it there. I've got my studio where I'll do my canvas artwork and custom commission pieces like that. And then I have a big shop out back to where I can do, you know, motorcycle parts and pieces or if I have to create a large sign, um, I can do it there and have the space to do it. So it's a pretty good setup I have here. Um, I have looked at maybe getting a brick and mortar place, but the problem is, is when I get those wreckers, it's it's easier for me to just go to their shop because they usually have the facilities to do it there. Right. And, you know, I you know they don't have to worry about driving it to me or whatever the case is. And with like I said, with me having such versatility with my kit and all my stuff, it's just easier for me to pack, drive over, you know, to wherever and do it on the, you know, do it at the, the person's home. And it it makes it nice for them, especially if it's a larger product, a project, like say, you know, we're do your truck, 
and you have other things to do, well, you can pop in and just say, hey, you know, I just was checking on you, make sure you're okay. Right. I may be there for four, five, or six hours, depending on how much we do. So it's it makes it a little more comfortable for the client as well for me to just be at their house and they can go about taking care of what they need to take care of. Uh, their vehicle's not at a stranger's place, you know, you don't have to worry about it, uh, that kind of thing, so. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, man, well, yeah. depending on what the weather is, you know, I'll get to get you a tent put up and we'll have you a little cooler, some soda, beer, whatever it is you need. And uh, you go in, you can use the bathroom and whatnot. And <laughs> oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. You're comfortable, man, because I, you know, I want you to feel like you're at home, man. <laughs> I mean, that's some stressful stuff. Even though you make it look easy, I know it's got to be stressful doing that sort of thing. It it does. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I run across a lot of cars that are just slammed to the ground and they're wanting stuff on the doors and i'm usually i'm squatting or i'm sitting on the ground and i i'm 35 but man i there's some days where i feel like i'm you know 65 70 <laughs> you know or even even like doing those giant wreckers it's up and down a ladder it's crawling all over the truck you know depending on how much they're wanting uh, you kind of got to get yourself into some awkward positions to you know to get stuff done so right. it's it's de it's definitely tasking. Oh yeah, it is. Man. Yeah, I know it is. Anything that you're doing. So now, do you have your own? Do you have an old school car? Or are you? Just have... Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, I just purchased last year. It's a a '33 Chevy, uh, three window coupe. Oh. Um, I uh, I'm actually gonna draw. I'm gonna build it kind of dry lake style. Uh, chopped roof. Um you know, smoothie wheels, that kind of thing. Uh, I definitely want to make it look like it was, you know, about 60s, you know, kind of that period with the styling of it. Um, I actually am going to be putting a uh, Buick motor and transmission in it. And then I've got some like Buick uh, accents, uh, you know, steering wheel, tail lights, that kind of thing. So kind of that's what, that's what I've always seen how they did those cars is they would take pieces and parts from other cars uh especially like the motor my motor is a 401 so that's almost it's basically a big block going in a car that's right. you know next to nothing yeah. on the weight and uh so you know they build customs like that to where they would go fast and have different things because they didn't have everything like we got now to where you know you can put something crazy on it or you know whatever you wanted to do there's so much more options nowadays than what they had back then so right yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing because and that's i mean that's old school hot rod tradition right there i'm i'm looking forward to seeing you do that too oh yeah yeah i i i, I guess <laughs> a lot of my friends are like hey can i come over and see the car because i'm not posting pictures online of it right. i uh my my motto is is i i have a vision in my mind I have a certain way I'm doing it. You know, I, I, I value people's opinions, but not to sound like a butt face, but I don't care what your opinion is on it. You right. know, that's so, what it is. You're building yours for you. Right. Right. So I'm like, this is, I've got a few people like the, my buddy scratch. And then there was one other guy, um, Rob, he's down in Texas too, runs a speed shop down there. And I go to them guys for, ideas or to bounce ideas off their head for certain styling things because they 
they're they're more in that mindset and they know those old school hot rods and how they did stuff and what not to do to to make it look right you know to give it that certain look Mm -hmm. so you know both experts in fabrication and you know mechanics and everything so i really i really uh go to them for their their opinions and things but yeah for the most part it's just what i have vision in my mind and i'm i'm rolling with it yeah that's the way to do it man because like like i said you're building it for you so you got to be happy with what it is you're doing it's going to be cool though man you know people are going to be wanting to buy it from you (laughs) (laughs) hey like i say everything's for sale for the right price right right (laughs) well hey man i appreciate you taking your time and doing this and uh definitely we're going to get together and uh, do some more talking. We and it just anytime, man. You need you yeah. reach out, say what's up, say hi, whatever. You know, I'm, but yeah, it was a pleasure oh, yeah. talking to you today and, and getting to know you and, and hearing about your pinstriping adventures. <laughs> you too, man. I appreciate you taking the time and having me on and everything. It's a great opportunity. And and uh, you know, even if you have any questions or if anybody listening have any questions, go check out my Facebook and Instagram. You know, I'd be more than happy to answer. Any questions you have, uh, you're not bugging me. Um, I'm definitely a people person, so I like uh, I like helping people out or you know doing whatever I can. So exactly. So go ahead and tell people where they can reach out to you at before we get out of here. So uh, my Instagram is uh, Knucklehead Art seven seven seven. There's no A in the Knucklehead, um, and then Facebook it's Knucklehead Custom Art and Design. Um, but you, I have my personal Facebook page as well. It's just Dan Johnson. Most of the time, I just use it for my business stuff or to show my artwork. It's nothing too personal on there. I, you know, I don't like to try to air out my dirty laundry on the social media. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you can just Google Knucklehead Custom Art. Um, I'll come up on the pay on the first page, and uh, you'll see all my information. And I've got my business page and everything there too. Right on, man. Once again, no, thank you. That was Dan Johnson. From yeah, Knucklehead no problem, man. Custom Art. Knucklehead Art 777 on Instagram and he does man he lets the paint flow I've seen him in action as I said before and it's a beautiful thing he does some really cool custom shit and I can't wait to get my truck to the point where he can come out and get mine straightened out as well so you guys get a chance hit him up check him out on Instagram and check out his Facebook page he gave you the credentials just a moment ago before we get out here I want to remind you to check out my patina code online store to get yourself some apparel we've got the dino's get down coming out here shortly as i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast and it'd be pretty cool to see a few fellow patina coders flying the colors they get out there but if not it's all good too you also got christmas coming up so hey that could be a present for yourself or for one of your partners you never know but check it out today you can just google patina code LLC and then the Equid online store or you can just type in patina code llc.equid.com and it'll take you straight to the Equid storefront with all the different shirts that we have in there. I appreciate you guys checking out these podcasts and riding with patina code and checking out the Instagram and YouTube videos. That's what we got for now guys. Thanks for listening. Stay with me.